Oh yeah, what's up party people? Welcome back again with another episode of the Homegrown Podcast. On this podcast, we sit down with Drink Your Water. What a crazy guy this guy is. Drink Your Water, aka Kevin Flum. He is a rapper, producer, DJ, overall just bad motherfucker. And we loved chatting with him. So check out this podcast. You're going to love it. But real quick, before we start, just want to give another shout out to our sponsor, Excellent Sound. Check them out online at Excellent Sound or Excellent Studios with an X. They decided to put an X in the front for marketing purposes. So xlntsounds.com. And you can get some, uh, some discounts through them with the code liquefied at checkout if you want. Go grab some of their sound packs. Go do a studio session if you uh, find yourself up in L.A. But I know we got a lot of producers that listen to the show. So go check out all their sound packs at excellentsound.com. Use the code word liquefied at checkout to save yourself 15% off. So anyways, and without any further ado, I bring to you Drink Your Water. Boom. We're sitting here with Drink Your Water. He's drinking water. Big, um, big glass. And then we'll probably talk about his other project too, because I believe um, his real name is Kevin, and I believe Kevin Flum. Yes, you said it right. First try. Yeah. The not, man. Not like the uh, the other bass-heavy band. Um, but anyways, he's here, and he's drinking fucking water, and I was listening to your stuff today, dude, and awesome. Like, dude, I'm Thank so you. stoked that you're sitting here. Uh, we played together at Ravine a couple weeks ago, and I was like, oh, man, I got to talk to this dude. He's on... He's on some other shit, man. You know? What a show that was, too. My man had the crowd hype before I got on. Yeah, I was like, I love those good uh, opening sets when you can hand someone like a silver platter. Just be like, here you go, sir. Dude, do what you wish. Those are like the best crowds. I've had it done to me so many times. And it just, you got to appreciate the what goes into those harder uh, opening sets. But um, All day. Yeah, I didn't even I, I I I walked out of there, but I could have crowd surfed, dude. You came on and it was like immediate, like man, fucking, let's go. I had to start off strong. My parents were in the building, so oh that yeah, was the that's first right, time. dude. See, what do they think about that? That's like, oh man, that's, I had to just talk them through what they were gonna see, basically, because my parents have never been to the, any kind of show like that before. So um, I just yeah. kind of walked them through, like, hey, you're gonna see this, you're gonna see that. You're gonna smell weed, you know. You're gonna people with gloves on. Yep, the gloves, <laughs> the the skimpy dresses, all that. My parents are like, wow, they they dress funny here. I'm like, oh, you know, it's just the scene. But they were, had a blast. Were they backstage? Backstage, and they chilled like in the VIP section in the crowd for a little bit. Nice. So it was chill. Yeah, it was really chill. Are they from Germany? My mom is full German, and my dad is American, and he was in the army when he met. Uh, he was stationed in Germany. He met her there. So. Oh, we probably have more in common than we know because my dad was stationed in Germany. Ooh, and that's why okay. I lived in Stuttgart for a while. Stuttgart. Uh, what part of Germany are... I was from? in uh, Gießen, like next to Frankfurt, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wiesbaden and Hanau. Like, that was like the whole circle where we lived in, basically. So northern Germany, kind of. So did you... Was your dad in the military while you were there? Were you living on a base? Yeah, actually, I lived on... Um, I lived off base for most of my life, and then we kind of transitioned onto base life as my dad's career like progressed down further into the ranks. So, all about that base life, bro. Base, <laughs> base followed me everywhere. So, is yeah. he still in the army? No, he. Uh, what's it called? He retired. I want to say five years ago, and mm-hmm. has been kind of just chilling with like a regular uh, government job, just mm-hmm. paying the bills still and stuff. So, um, why did you guys leave? Or is that because he got out? Well, he we left because uh, basically the base we were living on at the time was getting shut down, and the Germans were kind of like kicking the Americans out of that side of like uh, that base. They wanted to shut down, so uh, basically uh, the army chose where we were going to move for us, and they were like South Carolina, and my dad was like, "Okay, here we go, we got to move." So we moved on like two weeks' notice, mm-hmm. and just ended up in the states. Total culture shock. It was insane. Wow, yeah, it was nuts. So like, you were born in Germany, born and raised. Ah, yeah, man. how's your German? Amazing. My mom's full German, so me and uh, her and I, uh, obviously, like, she keeps me on my toes with, because mm-hmm. my whole family still lives over there, so I can't yeah. forget the language. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you sound, like, as American as me, I guess, you know? That's hey, cool. Man. Good for you. Shout out school. <laughs> yeah. Shout out school. Yeah, man. So, 
so what was that like as a transition? Like Man. you say culture shock, but I mean, were you uh, rapping or producing or anything in Germany too? Yeah, I was making beats on like, you know, just like simple little software when I was like 13, 14. And I was always into music. I was always into American uh, type. Like I was always into the culture of America. Like America always ran the world when it came to entertainment. So I was always fascinated by it. And uh, I bought my first rap CD, 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying. Oh, shit. And that just turned me into like, all right, I want to make music and rap. So I was like, well, I'm moving to the States, so I might as well like contribute to like the entertainment industry because that's all I ever wanted to do was be a musician. So I started doing my own thing. And uh, yeah. Were you excited to come or were you I, scared? Or? I was because I knew there was a better success rate also as far as like if you did want to make it in the States, I feel like you have a better chance doing it if you're doing it on in the U.S., you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But um, I don't know. Yeah, I was just a kid at the time, so it was more so just like, wow, I'm not going to have any friends. You know, I was thinking about other things when I moved, so it was weird. Did you ever make any friends or are you still Dude, just chilling by yourself? Man, I ended up <laughs> in the most country part of South Carolina when I moved. I couldn't have gone to more to a more like country high school, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying like yeah. I did not fit in in that school, man. So I was the kid that didn't talk to anybody and kind of just like played soccer and... Uh, made music at home. I was a kid that made beats and rapped. Yeah, I lived in actually in South Carolina for a little bit. So, you know, living in Germany and South Carolina, I can definitely attest to the fact that it is two totally different worlds. Dude. Did you get down on some goulash soup while you're out there? <sighs> Don't even get me started. My mom makes the meanest goulash in all the land. Oh, I miss the I miss the the cuisine over there, man. Yeah, for sure. You can't recreate it as well as you can over there. Yeah. Here. I'm happy for my time I got to spend out there. I mean, I see a lot of people here that, you know, props, you said props to school, but props to traveling too. Like that just too. being able to experience other cultures really kind of kind of round you out, mm -hmm. you know? And I went out there, I was about like 18, 19. And um, it, was, uh, it was great to see. My stepmom took me around and I just remember this one New Year's. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I went out on New Year's kind of by myself with like some couple friends I just met that were on the base. We didn't speak a lick of German, but luckily, like, most Germans can speak English. I mean... Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's... So if your dad was American, you probably grew up speaking both then? Yeah, definitely. I would say it was 50-50, mm -hmm. for sure. So, yeah, yeah, I was just amazed at New Year's. They were, like, just throwing fireworks. Like, just... There was no... It was, like, almost like a riot. Like, no one was, like beating each other up or like there was no fighting but people were literally just running through the streets lighting fireworks and throwing them like mm -hmm. wherever they wanted they didn't care this. if you were they didn't care if you, I, I just remember on an escalator like going up from I guess the subway or something onto the top of the street and like just a, a big thing of like f 50 little popper Oh, where you, you know, light the one fuse and it yeah, pops all of them? Yeah, and it's just like right oh, next man. to me and everyone's like freaking out running and I was like scared for my life and shit. No, they're crazy out um, there. They had this, uh, I'm just going off now on this tangent. I haven't thought about this in a while, but they had, uh, I remember that night so vividly. Well, I don't even know how I remember that night so vividly because I got destroyed. I had. They had these beers out there that were like, um, they had a shot of tequila in the beer. So they were like oh, a Corona no. and then a shot of tequila was in the beer. So it was like triple stack and then when i'm 19 and not really allowed to drink in the states but out there i could just go buy one it's right th three is all it took for everyone to basically hate me and wow uh, tequila and beer mixed yeah i i don't know what that is but i know it did me in super hard and i was like obnoxious and regretting it and like they had to like carry me out of there and shit but hey oh man <laughs> this was in stuttgart this was in stuttgart oh i said that God. totally wrong but you know i tried at least well you said it right um, but yeah it was good it's good out there um but dude so now you're back here and so are you a what do you identify with the most sir are you a producer are you a rapper are you a dj are you a performer like Man, do you do other things I don't know about? Man, no, nah, I would just say that I'm just a, I'm just an artist, an artist. I'm just an artist because I just, I do it. I try to do everything that I can. Like I'm hands on with everything on my project, even down to like visuals and stuff. I do like most of my design and graphic work too. So I don't know, you know, I do do it most of everything. It's kind of hard to just call myself one thing. So I would just say I'm an artist. I guess you mm -hmm. know, musical artist. So where, how does Drink Your Water emerge from Kevin Flum. All right, so the Drink Your Water project, uh, late 2017, 
just moved to Atlanta. Uh, I moved to Atlanta because I like I was getting into DJing and producing like the electronic music more because my hip hop project. I was getting a lot of features on like big EDM tunes. Like I did some stuff on Chami's label on Confessions. I did uh, uh, Say My Name. Did Get on My Level with him. That song went crazy. And then I started working on vocals with Showtech and like other big artists like that. So that got my foot in the door as far as uh, like knowing and connecting with the EDM side of things. And uh, growing up in Germany, dance music is like the number one thing there. So always fascinated by dance music. Always wanted to be a part of it somehow. So. Uh, I just started straight up making dubstep and playing DJ sets under the Kevin Flum name. And a lot of my fans that only knew me for hip hop was like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? That probably looked pretty stupid. <laughs> to, and now looking back, so I was like, wow, I really need to like... Rebrand. Yeah, I need to rebrand or make a side project and do two things at once under two different projects. So I chose the uh, create an alias type thing and... Uh, yeah, that's how that happened, man. It just happened from basically having to do it because I was being told, like, yo, you're confusing everybody. Like, what are you? Mm -hmm. So that's why I made the, the other alias. Too, so when so. you perform, like, I, I guess, do you enjoy performing more of the heavier, harder dubstep stuff than, more so than, like, hip-hop? Yeah, I would, yeah, I've always said this to everybody. It's just, obviously, it's a lot, way more energy, a lot more fun and easier to connect with the crowd. I don't... Mm -hmm. Probably just because it's dance music and it's way different. Mm -hmm. But with hip hop, if you're not like a pop and pop and artist and you're performing and you're just performing to a room of kids just staring at you because they don't know your words, you know, it's hard to get into music if you don't know the words. Mm -hmm. I've been to rap shows where I'm just like, well, I don't know the words, so I can't vibe. Mm -hmm. It's very awkward. I played a rap show last week. It was okay. I had a few people who knew my stuff, but I don't play that many rap shows at all. Probably two a year. I'll do like 100, 200 drink your water sets in a year. Mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah. I don't know, man. So That's interesting being such a hip-hop city. I mean, I guess the, I the city's so big now that it's kind of like, um, you know, there's enough of all kinds of shit. There's like dance music seems, I don't know. I'm definitely very far removed from the hip-hop scene, mm -hmm. even though I have a super deep love for hip-hop. Uh, I'd like to go in on that with you, like the different styles and what makes new and old and how it changed and all that shit. I'd like to get your opinion on that. But For sure. I'm into more of the dance kind of arena, and it definitely seems like it's just, I don't know. If the hip-hop, hip-hop I feel like is way bigger than the dance scene here in Atlanta, but mm -hmm. I feel like if hip-hop is as big as that, it's huge. So it's just like, I guess it's obviously the capital of hip-hop of you know. Agreed. I'd say Atlanta pretty much runs the rap game, in my opinion, if you ask me. So that's crazy that you're not doing more hip-hop shows. You're not turning them down, are you? I'm not getting, no, I'm not getting offered at all because, like, I mean, I have a fat fan base on the rap side. Is but it because you're white? <laughs> Dude, honestly, man, at this point, I really don't know what it is. Like, I have enough listeners in a lot of cities to where I could pull a mm -hmm. decent show, but I don't mm -hmm. know. I guess it's probably just... Um, I wasn't managed until a while ago, so, you know, maybe that was it, or I don't know. I just wasn't looking for shows, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, but, totally, man. Well, your so. shit's fire. If if Thank you guys you. are listening to this, I mean, this is definitely liquefied base, so um, most of our listeners are in the EDM genre. But oh, I encourage you to go check out, I guess, you know, Kevin Flum is not a side project. You just have mm -hmm. two whole projects that you... I guess basically equally. Yeah, it's fifty fifty enjoy. at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I encourage you guys to go check out his stuff. I mean, his lyrics are on point. That's what kind of turns me off from a lot of the newer hip hop in general. Is I mean, I feel like so much in hip hop has already been done and talked about. It mm -hmm. must be so hard as an artist to to stand out and be different in your cadence that you have to do and then your just what you're talking about man it's it's difficult and i see you got a lot of releases and i really enjoy a lot of your lyrics and i think one of your favorites i took a long ass drive today so i basically listened to every single one of your songs oh for real yeah. nice uh-huh i drove to nice. uh I drove to uh, Knoxville, Tennessee today and, oh, wow. and back. So, um, but yeah, I really like, which is uh, ironic because you're drinking water. Your name's Drink Your Water. And my favorite uh, tune of yours is Hydrate. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the self produced one, too. Yeah, man. I dig it's it. It's a good song. 
Yeah, so I appreciate that. Yeah, so like how much are you producing and how much do you have help in your production? Because I guess if you produce that your own song, mm -hmm. then you probably have, I guess other people will make beats that you sing, rap on. Yep, yep. I work closely with like a circle, probably no more than five producers. Mm -hmm. All good homies. Most of them live in Texas. Uh, they're like out of state. But they, I swear, at least five beats a day in my inbox, like new stuff every day to listen to. So I'm never, ever Sick. dry on beats. And so. then boom, your beat comes in and it inspires you. And right. you got some stuff that you've probably roughly done. And then you Easy. put it. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, That's man. Super cool. Sometimes it's on a whim. Like Bilo sent me a beat last week and I made a song to it in like three, day, uh, three hours. And now the song nice. like just came out last night. So it happens fast sometimes. Like. EDM, it moves really slow as far as getting songs out because mm -hmm. you got to do all the promo and you know get it played out and stuff. But mm -hmm. hip hop, you got to move fast. Like there's totally, you know. So, so you think yeah, you like releasing singles better or EPs or yeah, yeah, yeah. I think an album uh, is gonna happen in 2020, but it just needs to happen at the right time. You can't just release an album and it be just like, mm -hmm. you know, if I'm gonna release an album, I want five million people to hear it. So mm -hmm. we're just waiting on the right opportunity. So I'm just gonna keep. I have like a lot of singles lined up for first portion of the year first Sick. quarter so lots of stuff but just album if it makes sense basically mm -hmm. but eps are dope i like doing eps because they're like short stories almost like mm -hmm. quick to the point four or five songs so what are you using um uh, when you produce like first of all how'd you get into it and now what kind of like daw are you using okay i learned on fruity loops and then once i transitioned to max and apple i got logic and I've been recording and producing and mixing in Logic for like five years now. Nice. So Logic all the way. I stand by it. I don't think I'll ever switch. Mm -hmm. I love Logic. Uh, plenty <clears throat> of people try to teach me Ableton, man, but I just feel like if you already know something and you're good at it, you should just stick with Yeah, know? there's too much shit out there for you to be trying to learn everything. You're no. totally right about that. I don't want to restart, basically. Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable where I'm at, so, mm -hmm. but yeah. So drink your water. Your one track that you got out right now is uh, pretty hard. So are you inside? Or do you have like a lot of energy and you're just totally feeling that right now? Yeah. Uh, we we rode that way for a minute. It's still like getting crazy plays, like mm -hmm. uh, festivals, and the numbers on it are pretty well. And right now I have two releases planned for the next month. Basically, it's like a follow-up to that tune because... I have uh, the tune with Sunday Service that did pretty well, did all right, and then I did a remix for Uzi, and then came that song that you're talking about. So, mm -hmm. um, kind of you know just riding that momentum. <laughs> do you even re do you even remember the names of your songs anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the one you're talking about is Oh Fuck, right? <laughs> yeah. That really heavy one. Yeah, 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 that one's cool. And then Ice Water mm -hmm. with Sunday Service, um, and then the next one I'm dropping is called Splash, and then like the next one after that's called Thirsty. So it's like mm -hmm. all just water based stuff, but. Um, and then I got a couple collabs with some cool people coming out soon too. But we've just been pushing the rap stuff. Mm -hmm. I just got a new manager and new management and stuff. So it's been really nice having control of both projects, kind of like getting stuff planned out and whatnot. Yeah. So it's fun, dude. Yeah, Staying man. busy, man. Killing it. Trying. Yeah. Trying, bro. So I've noticed like in the dubstep scene, like you wouldn't think that when, when dubstep came out, that shit was real hard. You were like, man, this music is real heavy, real hard. But like somehow it seems to be getting harder and crazier Dude. and just more intense and just more like throwing bows, you know? I mean, I could have never guessed music being where it's at right now a few <laughs> years ago, man. Like, And here in Atlanta, I'm seeing the, the craziest shows are like the heavy dubstep shows, Dude. man. I'm seeing... They People love it here. Mosh pitting, the walling out. A lot of venues here don't even let them mosh pit. They get real pit. They like security guards will like run in and start like dropping people on their ass if they're mosh mm -hmm. pitting. Have you seen that yet? Ravine yeah, lets them do I it. I have. Though. Shout out Ravine. I like, I could see why though. I mean, think if you're a girl, man. Every party, that too. Every party is better with a bunch of girls there. Like dubstep Facts. party, it doesn't matter. So, like, when girls start feeling uncomfortable, the parties aren't going to be that good. Understood. So, I guess know. you're right. You're right on that. <laughs> I don't know if you'd know, though. You you probably have, like, dudes just beating the hose off of you, man. So listening to some of these songs are hilarious, man. It's man. like, it's like oh, your lyrics are so good. You're very funny and, like, witty and crafty, and you sound, like, good, too. You don't sound like like a dork. And it's Hell like yeah. it's so Thank it's you, like really fun to hear, man. Like these these fucking hoes, man. 
Man, so you just gotta tell how it is, man. There's, yeah, there's no beating around the bush anymore. No time. No time. I love it, dude. Like, what did your parents think when they came out? I mean, obviously they thought it was crazy, but like, give me more than that. Like, th- that was like totally like zero to 4,000. And like, bro, they, they basically after the show were like, we get it now. That's what they said to me. They're like, we understand like why you didn't finish college and all this other shit. They're just yeah. like, we get it, Kev. Like, that was fun. You killed it. That was cool. They're like, we were we were wrong in the beginning. We get it. But so it's What cool. did they push you to do in the beginning? Man, I'd be, it was just stay in school and get a job and pay mm-hmm. off your loans type shit. They never knew any of this could be possible at all. Um, like, I haven't had a job in like four years because one of my songs got like so many plays that mm-hmm. I literally just live off that one song. And they never knew that that was a thing until like a year or two ago where I had to prove to them like look this is what's happening this this so Mm -hmm. took a while to convince a man but I guess numbers never lie so I just Mm -hmm. had to show them the numbers and it's hard to believe though even as like an artist that it can be that you can actually live like that because when you're living like that it almost feels like you're cheating or it's too good to be true or yeah you know it's it's honestly a bittersweet thing because you get really comfortable like there was a year where I just got I was like all right I have money like I don't have to do anything so i just wasn't releasing shit just being real comfortable spending all my money on stuff i shouldn't have mm-hmm. uh ex-girlfriend and then <laughs> uh yeah so that's that's that don't get comfortable ever. yeah so ever. they're they're back in uh, up in south carolina yep okay so they drove down for the show they sure did that's cool and then so they're supporting you they've been a big part of your life forever whole life mm-hmm. whole life and they're like all in now like they get it Mm -hmm. completely whatever i need like they got me now so nice it's cool man yeah my parents still have not seen me uh dj i just uh every now and then i'll show them a picture and they put their they put their glasses on yep my parents too they were like let me see (laughs) yep that's funny bro same shit gotta bring them out man you killed it at that last one yeah no that was uh that was yeah that was fun man that was my i have some different types of projects too and aren't you in a a duo yeah okay but you were playing he lives in la though so actually he lives in san ysidro but bass machina right Mm -hmm. okay hell yeah so he'll uh he'll come out here for the the bigger shows um and then I'll go out there. We got a couple of bookings coming up this summer. I'm super excited for actually. Out west? Uh, yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Totally. So nice. We lived out there for a little bit, and then I just moved back here last year, and um, just decided like I have like a, I want people to be talking, you know. So I want to bring the community together. Be there like, you go. What's up over here? What's going on over here? Like, where are some of your favorite kind of spots to be hanging in the, in the ATL? Dude. <laughs> it sounds so white when I say that. <laughs> where are ATL. some of your spots when you're hanging in the ATL and doing your Man. hip-hop thing? <laughs> <laughs> where do the kids hang out at nowadays? <laughs> Bro, I'm going to be real with you. I live alone. I have a dog and... I don't leave my apartment ever unless I'm getting food or blunt wraps. You sound like Chase. Bro, food and blunt wraps. <laughs> and take my dog out. That's it. Like, I am antisocial. I don't like being out in public like as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I just get anxious. It's weird. So I, I stay inside and create. Or when I'm not feeling creative, I play Xbox until my eyes bleed. Yeah, So dude. that's my life. Dude, I want to talk about all that shit, please. <laughs> um, first of all, what games are you playing, man? Because... If anyone ever wants the hands in Rocket League, you can come find me. My name's Dr. Chewy on Xbox. Um, I'll play anybody, and if you beat me, you can have my TuneCore yeah. password to I'm, all my royalties. I'm a Halo dude. <laughs> so what's Call of Duty too? I'll play shooters. Yeah. All but, right. Uh, Need for Speed. So what's Rocket League about? I need to. Oh, get really? Into this. Yeah. Rocket. You're gonna laugh, but it's basically soccer with a big ass ball, <laughs> and you're using cars that have rockets on it okay. to try to score the goals. No, I have seen. That. Okay, I just yeah. didn't. That game is gas. The name. <laughs> I actually so many producer like dubstep homies play that game. That's like the only way. Like I say, connected with a lot of them. Cause, like Riot Ten. Like we play so much Rocket League, and mm-hmm. it's just I don't know. It's cool. It's a nice way to stay in touch with friends and beat their ass. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I like. Halo is a nice. Sometimes I'll I'll get tired and um, and I honestly like a good a good game. Of one one quick game of double team will just like pop me right back into like whatever I need to be doing. Nice. You know, it's like such a nice break from whatever. If I get bored in here, which Halo? Halo Five. Okay, nice. And I played all of them. I I just like I have so much time invested into the game and like I'm so good now. Okay, it's like. I don't like to go 
play other shit and start over and get my ass beat that's when I how can I feel. play Halo and just whoop everyone. That's how I feel in Rocket League and <laughs> COD. Yeah. Yeah. Same I get way. down on some Call of Duty, but uh, I kind of, I don't have like a, I, I need like a crew to kind of roll with in Call of Duty. And I don't really have okay. one of those right now, but I will. I'll get back in there. I well, just need. It's cross platform. So if you ever want to join our crew, are you an Xbox or a PlayStation dude? I'm on Xbox, but okay. it's, we could play on together, yeah. whatever. I just have to give you my. Uh, Activision ID, mm. but we got a squad. We're called Yo-Yo Gang. It's like eight of us. <laughs> nice. Do you guys play that scenario where it's like, it's kind of like the Fortnite kind of? Oh, yeah, Battle Royale. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That that's the on the old, that's on Black Ops 4. That mm. was definitely sick. That was something we played a lot, but now that the new Call of Duty came out, everybody upgraded. Um, mm. And PUBG, you know PUBG? Yeah. It's like Fortnite, Fortnite, but better. Mm-hmm. Um, same shit, yeah. We play everything, man. It's cool. So, are more people did most people make that jump to the new Call of Duty or people hung back? Dude, a lot of people hate the new Call of Duty, honestly. I low key hate it a lot, but it's so fun to play. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Everyone complains about the same thing. It's always people camping. I don't know. It's just like mm-hmm. easy maps for people to camp on. So, it's just, I don't know. It's fun. When you're with your friends, it's fun, but alone, no. What is your opinion on camping? Be honest. Listen, man. Hang on. <laughs> I gotta but be let's, careful. Let's, let's, let's just decipher the between the difference in actual camping and like strategic i need to chill here for a minute camping because a lot of these pussies they say that these people are camping when they maybe hide in a corner with the shotgun for like literally 30 seconds and they're like oh you're camping well that shit's not camping that's like camping to me is if i go back to that same spot and you're still there and you kill my ass again that's what i'm (laughs) or if i kill you and be like all right camper like got you my strategy is get a kill, move, like get to a different spot immediately. I'm never in the same spot that I killed someone in on that game. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's mine. <laughs> but I call people out all the time on it. Bitch-ass yeah, campers. I'm not. I, I like I'll chill. I'm not afraid. Like I'm a I, I like I don't like to just run out and die. You yeah, know? no, so of course like, not. I kind of feel like strategy. I'm a little I, I play a little bit more on the defensive so I get accused of camping a lot, but to me, I, I have like a pet peeve when it's like I'm not really camping. I'm not really just chilling there all day. You okay. know, like I, I just you. happen to be there and I need to stay there for a second. They're like, oh, you fucking camp. Yeah. Nah, man. You know, but you strategy, know. bro. Yeah, yeah. Strategy. Um, where were we? <laughs> we were on a gaming, right? Yeah. Are you getting? A, are there's going to be like a Oculus Rift for Christmas in your in your birthday or something coming up? I have one. Do you? Yeah. The new one? Like yeah. The, the brand the new sweet one. Sweet one that just came out. Yeah. Dude, how is it? It's insane. It's actually scary. I shouldn't have it living alone. I spend too much time playing with it. Like, I was gonna get one for Christmas. For I sure. should have brought it. I literally looked at it. and I was like, I wonder if anyone would want to play with this because I always bring it wherever I go. Because people are always like, I like blowing mm-hmm. people's minds with it. Yeah. Because it's the coolest shit ever, bro. I haven't tried it. It's the one with no like attachment. It's just right? the headset and the two controllers, bro. It's like it 500 is five hundred bucks. Yeah, it was something like that. It's scary. Like literally, in bed. If you want to watch a Netflix movie, you put that on. And you just lay in your bed, and yeah. the screen looks like a movie theater screen because that's of why, your that's depth why perception. I got the first one, the Oculus Go. That one, that one was sick. I got that for what one it was. for basically like just doing that. Like yeah, I you know traveling on a plane or like just you know in your hotel room, just like. Did you wear it on the plane? <laughs> no, I've seen, I've seen people though. I've, I sat next to a dude that just played the whole time, that's like amazing. all the way to San Diego. He. Uh, he was just right next to me, just in his own world. And I was like, kind of jealous of him. Dude. I'm like, this dude is probably hang gliding right now. Bro. And I'm over here sitting next to a dude that's hang gliding on a plane right on now. On a plane. And like, this guy's, you know, killing it. But so I wanted to get that one. Um, I took the other one back because it just like, it wasn't like perfect. So I'm hoping that this one's better. Like, what kind of games can you play in there? Do you ha- do they have first person shooters or yeah. is it all motion shit? It oh, is- they have so many games. They have sports games. Oh my God. Uh, Fishing games, airplane games, car game, everything, bro. It's ridiculous. Like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, that is kind of... I thought about doing... Or I not have thought about it, but it's actually happening. It, this podcast at one point or another will actually be a like a virtual reality podcast for sure. What? I've played with 3D cameras like in the center of the table. Oh, that's actually know? sick. Yeah, that's going to happen. 100%. Um, Damn. It's just a lot of technical red tape that is involved right now and i don't really have the time or the money or the patience to tech it out but um definitely still building this shit up and once once it's there um and once it has the audience that has a need for 
wanting to watch a podcast in, in 3D. That would be the coolest thing. Wow, that could amazing. be like a walrus right now, dude, and you could be like a goat. Could be whatever. He could be like a road microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and like, boom, you know, we're killing it. Um, Out here. Yeah, that'll keep you indoors, though. You you mentioned anxiety earlier. I have a lot of really close friends that some of them just have a little anxiety. You know, if I've experienced anxiety before, but I definitely notice it's like more and more and like kind of, you know, in our society. And I think that, you know, virtual reality can both help and hurt. It can help you by doing just that. You can be your real virtual self. You could go watch a podcast. You know, when you do the podcast virtually, it doesn't have to be like, one person watching you could be one person in like you know how it has like 350 live viewers yeah those 350 people could actually be in this virtual room like, like sitting be, down at the right. table yeah so we could be doing this and instead of like chase here looking It'd be a blank seat and that's uh, what the, yeah well the camera would be right people would actually be able to see us um but like they could see each other too. So they Oh, that would be crazy. Yeah. So like oh, all the people shit. who are actually watching it, like say there's three hundred and fifty people watching this live right now. Yeah. Those three hundred and fifty people normally would just be at their house watching it on a screen. But if you're doing it in VR, they will be in like a stadium. Yeah. Okay. Know, I see it. I see what you're saying now. And they can interact with each other too. And like That's listen cool. to us or watch or watch a DJ show or like if you wanted a DJ right now virtual you're concerts like, and shit boom i pull out the turntables you're like you're killing it you're killing it you know um but i think that's one way it can like you be able to go out and not experience anxiety and then other times it'll be like oh well, now that i'm not in that world anymore now i have to actually have to like talk to people and so anxiety to a lot of people comes from like having to do small talk like mm-hmm. i just feel uncomfortable because i know like i'm just buying my starbucks from you so i don't want to i don't you know, this doesn't, it's meaningful. So like, where do you think it comes from for you? Man, honestly, I never started like realizing what anxiety truly was or how it felt or how it affected me or, you know, anything like that until like, I'd say like four years, four or five years ago. And I would just say it just, I, I, I can't really blame it on anything besides maybe like, you know, doing shrooms once or twice <laughs> or some shit like that. But like uh, nothing like, nothing ever has really truly happened to me to where like I feel like it came from I think maybe just everyone has like their own type of uncomfortable feeling inside Mm -hmm. them and everyone deals with it or feels it in a different way in my opinion so like I really couldn't tell you where it comes from man I don't I really don't know Mm -hmm. I've always wondered myself because I know I I damn well feel anxiety sometimes so it's like Mm -hmm. is it like a social anxiety or is it just an anxiety like you're worried about like are you doing are you in the right place right mm. now? Yeah, I would say those two and also being in control of a situation or um like are you worried like people or are they going to like my shit? That too. You know? Yeah, that's always been like a art, artistry thing for me mm-hmm. just you know you want people to like your shit and if they don't and you know they don't that shit hurts you and you know if mm-hmm. someone says something about it that's bad that hurts you even more. So, like mm-hmm. that could definitely stem from that but I don't know man. You know, it's different for everybody, so. Yeah, it's like a mental battle um, when you get to, I guess, a level that you're at with your releases and the amount of plays you're getting. Um, you know, I'm sure on one side, you're probably saying, like, you know, I'm going to do me, like, fuck it, you know, it doesn't matter, I'm, I'm already successful, like, this is fun, let's just have fun, but then there's maybe another side that's like, ah, oh, like, I still I want to keep going, and I hope mm-hmm. that, you know, this next song people are going to feel and maybe if they don't maybe you could say fuck them but maybe it really hurts am, yep. I, am I off base there no or? you're you're nailing it on the head bro it's really what it is not gonna lie <laughs> you know I mean yeah it's like it's definitely like a you gotta start taking probably some steps now like to I don't even know what to really say or do about it but like you know it, when it all comes down to it you're fucking killing it even if you didn't have any songs like you know and i guess being able to know like that just being a good person might be just good enough to fucking you know be in this world yeah that's yeah i feel the same way about that you know i just try to i always feel like the same energy you put out will always come back so mm-hmm. that's what damn I try. you're about to get hit by a freight train dude because your set at fucking ravine was like the most energy ever so if Man. that shit's coming back to you boom i hope not bro i hope it's a good put your chain mail on no i mean in a good way yeah yeah of course i hope so yeah i try to like i don't know you know it was a heavy night so 
just trying to do what how 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 do you feel your sound is going to progress over the next year oh man i just as far as sound sound like i'm learning new stuff every day when i'm sitting down and just working and stuff but uh as far as like the brand and everything the brand's gonna evolve as far as like visuals and how i design my music my music's supposed to sound wet to people so like Mm -hmm. you know i have a lot of cool things that i'm learning and my new songs that are coming out soon like really showcase exactly that like the wet the thirsty like sound that i'm bringing is mm-hmm. really really low frequency like sound design and whatnot so mm-hmm. i'm just trying to perfect that and like i want people to be like when they hear that song they know it's a water track you know mm-hmm. so i don't know man you know i'm just trying to i'm trying to hold that brand down and do my thing there's there's one other guy in edm that i know of that has uh water in his name uh his name's just add water he's mm-hmm. actually really cool um dude from like the that's DC cool area. yeah really cool and i actually hit him up because there was a few times where like i felt like maybe we felt a certain type of way about each other and i was just like yo like our brands are different like you're just add water i'm like just i'm drink your water so it's like we're different in a way and we can both push it there's enough room for us so we just like mm-hmm. we're like yeah let's just do it so he's so he's doing like a subby wubby dubstep too yeah he actually i've what, from what I believe, I know he makes a lot of like hip hop beats and stuff, but he is an EDM DJ. Like, he does a lot of, prom- I think he works for Steez promotions up there. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he plays a lot of big direct support slots up there. Mm-hmm. So that's the only other dude I know. But from what I heard, like, I'm the only one making like wet dubstep, like the wet, wet stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just trying to hold that lane down. You ever um, go up to Charlotte or like mm-hmm. Orlando or Miami? Oh, yeah. I, I've played a few times at world uh what was it called before world uh earth <laughs> the one you know what club i'm talking about right <laughs> got him no i don't you I didn't don't. get me uh label label <laughs> in charlotte next to the fillmore it was label but now it's world mm-hmm. yeah how are the crowds um they're sick. outside of atlanta when you're playing i think florida wins every time yeah. i'm not gonna lie florida's insane uh i was blessed enough to play edc last month so that was my like first time playing that fest, and I had like an early set, but I had the most packed stage like at the time. So it was super, super cool. I didn't know that was going to happen, but Florida wins every time. Nice. I would say Atlanta's second on the East Coast for sure. So for EDC, did you walk around and like experience the festival a little bit after your set? All the time, every time. What what sound? You know, I know they got all kinds of you know everything trance and house and bass house and everything did you feel like a particular sound was dominating bass music wins bass music is like on top of everything right now when it comes to festival i just feel like well obviously you have your festivals catered to certain music but edc for me there was more bass music but then they have their own tent. It's the techno tent, and that's when you like, say bass music. Are you including like the one twenty six BPM type of shit too, or mainly uh, this? When I say bass, yeah, I say anything that isn't bouncy like house. Anything mm-hmm. bass to me is like trap, dubstep, halftime, mm-hmm. like all that cool stuff. But like, mm-hmm. then you got your Neon Garden, which was the stage where like Green Velvet was playing and all the techno and house people. Mm-hmm. So it's cool how they divide that up. But like mm-hmm. the. Head, as far as headliners, it was like mainly Yeah, bass. I mean, it's tough to argue with some 175 drum and bass energy. That I mean, too, yeah. I'm not a big drum and bass fan, but I, I can appreciate it a lot for mm-hmm. sure. It's too fast for me though. Yeah. I like it though. Because that's could where just it all half-time started. it and half-time it too, you know? still get into those like just super high energy. That's some of what kind of got me into the scene back in like 2000 and four two thousand and five drum and bass yeah yeah just being able to like i remember waiting outside uh, at this place called the riviera for like i don't even know i don't even remember but the lines just used to be ridiculous and you would just like meet people in line and you'd end up being best friends with them in line by the time you got in you're like oh this is like chris what up chris you know (laughs) hey this is my group yeah and then like i just remember going from no energy in the line to opening up that door and it was like a wave of oh my god what is happening right now and it was uh, i mean an energy that's just tough to match with anything other than like some just super gnarly bass music yeah you're right <laughs> so i mean i kind of just went from there but i've uh i like everything man i like i love that hydrate song you got it has such a like a like a west coasty type of feel hell yeah which is like i kind of in, in i really enjoy that um like I said, I kind of got removed from 
the hip hop mainly because of the I'd say you know there's obviously there's if I would sit here and dig for new hip hop coming out like today and like last year I would definitely find tons of awesome shit like for days and days and days you would but you gotta sift through all the garbage but yeah so from just like a casual you know in Uber rides or wherever I hear it out bars or anything like what the fuck the casual listener I'm not getting what I grew up loving type of thing substance and it's more it's kind of like there's some of it to me is like a little bit of like anger and some of it to me is a little bit of like like did you heard that uh what was that dude that just passed away juice world it's yeah, crazy bro juice world that is crazy it's a lot 21. of drug glorification yeah i was just gonna ask you i don't know anything about it um but oh, no i know way. a lot of his lyrics were definitely talking about drugs and stuff and do you yeah. think that contributed to his seizure and ultimately maybe yeah there's actually some new like information that just came out today about what actually happened and it's actually really really crazy and I don't like, you know, I don't know if it's facts or truth or anything yet. So if we can, this is a rumor based you know. podcast, so okay. if you want to go ahead. So Bilo hit me up not long ago and he sent me an article. And so he was flying back to Chicago from LA. So you, you heard they found 70 pounds of weed in his suitcases. Mm-mm. So he had a bunch of weed and his security guards that were flying with him both had guns. They had pistols. I did hear that. And that's an FAA violation. You're not allowed yeah. to have pistols on a plane. Mm-hmm. The pilots notified the FBI. On their way to Chicago, like, hey, they have guns on our plane. So when they landed, they knew they were about to get searched. So they said that Juice took those, that he had to eat the pills to, like, get rid of the evidence. And he was going to go throw them up before. Yeah. So they say, like, he took all those pills and, like, it caused them. And they say they found lean on the plane. Lean causes seizures as well. Mixing it with other opioids will cause a seizure. Mm -hmm. That's what they're saying now. They're saying that he took the pills to get rid of them and he died because he took the pills. Yeah. Isn't that fucked? That's so fucked. There's an article and everything about it, so you you know I don't know if that's so fucked. But at the same time, it is actually a little bit of a relief to me because I thought that it was possibly just like he's just using too much drugs, and I was like, damn, that's like kind of dangerous. Yeah, he was definitely addicted to Percocets, hundred percent, and that's that's basically heroin. So you know, I mean. Definitely don't get addicted to that stuff. Obviously, no. it's bad, but it's just nice to know that you can be addicted and not, like, die. Uh, yeah. Not have a seizure and then have at least have some hope to be able to get off of it. Exactly. Um, you know, yeah, man. That'd be really, really horrible. Yeah, but that's really shitty, man. 21. I mean, yeah. 21, bro. Yeah. And, like, all the weird little, like, facts leading up to it. Like, he died on the same day as John Lennon, and then in his biggest song, he says he feels like John Lennon. Oh, no shit. Yeah, and he's, there's another song he said... um, What's the 27 Club? We're not making it past 21. And he, I did he was that. 21. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, bro. I don't know. It's just weird shit. Mm. But that's, Maybe that's the universe using him as an example you know, for something. It's that manifestation. Mm-hmm. It's the quantum energy people were talking about. They're like, if, you, if people speak something into existence enough, it, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, you never know. Yeah. I kind of believe that, too. I try to always keep my uh facebook cover photo of what i want my dreams to be mm-hmm. right there now. you go that's what i used to do i like i would do like crowd photos of like djs mm-hmm. with like the crowd i would always put that mm-hmm. as my picture i was like i'm gonna have one of those one day so mm-hmm. it's pretty cool so dude yeah. your lyrics are really fun man so like where do you get your inspiration from like what's motivating you just how i feel man i never like it's really easy to come up with shit when i'm like feeling a certain type of way whether it's mad happy inspired sad it's really easy to write. I've always liked to write. So, um, you know, I don't really listen to anything that inspires me. It just comes from within at this point. Do you write pen and a pad or do you type? I, uh, so this has been my process for the last year. I just changed to this style, but it's basically, I know the melody of how I want the song to sound. So I'll have the beat on and I'll freestyle the whole beat through, even if it's me just humming or saying bullshit. I'll say it in the cadence that I want to say it in. And then I'll have that audio track. And basically every syllable, I'll fill in with a word that mm. matches that. And that's how I like. I'll write over the beat, mm-hmm. over my mumbling and my gibberish. And then I'll turn it into an actual song. So I hope y'all are taking notes because that's effective. like really mm-hmm. sounds like a perfect situation. It's, for it's it. like it's insane. Like, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's so surprisingly easy for me, at least. Like, do you use do voice that. notes on your phone a lot? Uh, if I yeah, if I come up with a melody or like a cool bar or something, like I'll record it 
or like a vocal sample like for a dubstep track like some cool shit like i'll instantly pull out voice memos and record mm-hmm. it and i'll just go and flip it on my computer. i haven't even thought about that um i haven't even it's so funny we've been talking about your rap and dubstep the whole time but i haven't even thought about what you're gonna sound like on your dubstep tracks that's gonna be coming right I think so, yeah. I think uh, we, for the most part, my management and team shit, we want to keep the project fairly separate. Mm-hmm. But if it's like Drink Your Water making a hip-hop beat for mm-hmm. uh, Kevin, then mm-hmm. you know that'll be cool. But um, yeah. I haven't thought about using my own. I do use my own vocals on, like, for the drops mm-hmm. and shit, but I don't put that it's me. I just, like, change mm-hmm. my voice and, like, modulate right. it and shit. Yeah, so, there's definitely cool. a lot to be said for marketing, for sure. Marketing mm-hmm. has make, makes and breaks uh, artists all the time. All the time, That's bro. why I had to do the Bass Machina project is because, you know, Bo Scott, it doesn't make any sense when you go Google me and one video is me telling jokes at the punchline and then the next video i'm like playing house music and then my next release is like a a dubstep release like who the fuck is this guy doing it all yeah yeah, you just gotta like so i'm like breaking myself into brackets you know like having Mm -hmm. aliases and i wish i would have done that 20 years ago instead of like taking all this time to figure it out but you learn from your mistakes and you you know you better do you think it's a i don't know maybe maybe there's still time you know can't look at it as a mistake True. I think there's still time for everything, bro. Yeah. I mean, I by no means think that I'm off the shelf. I'm only getting no. started for sure. If you're but... playing Ravine, you're not off the shelf, bro. If, <laughs> Just... you're, playing, if you're killing it still with shows, <laughs> you're not off the shelf yet, my dude. Yeah, I plan on doing shows basically forever. That's what, like, I asked you, are you a producer? Are you an engineer? Are you a rapper? Like, what are you in... You know, I, everything I do is just because I like performing. It's, yeah. like, really easy for me to do because um, I just like... I like fucking with people... And I like music a lot, so you know those two things together is awesome. There you but, go, yeah, easy. Um, you fuck with TikTok at all? I just started getting into it because my one of my best friend's song just went stupid viral on TikTok mm-hmm. and like changed his whole life. So I'm not into it as far as like posting or shit or even watching it because most of it's like high school kids. Been I just feel mm-hmm. weird watching high school kids like be funny on an app. Uh, Your so, music could be made on there though, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, the, my song that I just dropped the other night, I actually wrote it and it's like kind of inspired to do well on TikTok because it's called Vibe Check and like it's mm-hmm. a really big term that a lot of kids are using now. And it's like. I just learned a new term called um, gas. I was like, that's gas? You, yeah, you just yeah, said I that. Say a that a yeah, yeah, I say that a lot. Yeah, I say it all the time. It's the dopest thing. It's just like. I just, I just, got, I just got that from you, bro. You did for real? <laughs> oh, bet. Yeah, no. That's gas. Yeah. Yeah, man. Just wait. It's- Anytime I have fire weed, I'm just like, yep, that's the gas. <laughs> or like fire bead, that's Sick. gas. Yeah. Because if you put something with the gas, it can yeah. turn into a fire. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Gas. Yeah. Sick, dude. But TikTok, man, I feel like your fucking, uh, your music could crush on there. Like I, I just uh, uploaded all my songs on a TikTok you last go hard. week. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go week. hard on there, dude. Kids are already making hella videos mm-hmm. to them, like mm-hmm. a lot. So it's pretty cool. Sweet. So I'm trying to, you know. Yeah, I was hating on TikTok at first. Same. I was like, fuck this. This is whack. And then this little Vine wannabe. Yeah, and then I like like made an indention into my couch because it was just the most mindless. Like, you know, where we used to just turn on like, you know, Friends or fucking uh, Blossom or whatever the fuck we're watching. Now the TV doesn't even come on. You're just like, on okay, phone, I'm bro. just going to go into a YouTube rabbit hole. I'll, I'm just like, going to watch fucking... Can you TikTok tic- K-hole? Can you tick t- can you TikTok on the uh <laughs> TikTok K-hole? Mm-hmm. Can you TikTok on the um on the Oculus? No, and I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good on that. Yeah. I'm I'm going to buy Oculus tomorrow, by the way. You should. We can um, play games together. Yeah, it's totally. like online games, <laughs> Dude, bro. I'm a, I'm totally down, man. Um I'll have to get one for my wife too because I can't just, you know, leave her in the living room by herself. <laughs> True. You can always just hook it up to the TV and she can watch. Oh, yeah? You can do that? Yeah, you can, oh, or you can perfect. stream it to your phone and, yeah. like, you can see what they're doing because it's kind of awkward if you're just sitting there and they're having the time of their life. Mm-hmm. You might as well just, like, see what they're doing, too. Oh, perfect, dude. Yeah, man. Um, I was going to say something about that, uh, the uh, Oculus. Damn. It's gas. It's gas, fire weed, TikTok. I don't know. YouTube rabbit holes. Where are we going? I spend too much time on YouTube. You must have... I haven't checked anything that you got going on on YouTube. You probably have some videos at this point. Yeah, yeah I have some fire-ass rap videos up there, but I haven't released a rap video in 
probably like 10 months just because just been focused on dropping actual music mm -hmm. videos are expensive too so yeah i don't want a bullshit video only mm -hmm. a good one you ever go to the west coast yeah that's actually where i shot my last video out in la nice um what do you think of la that's my favorite place ever i'm not gonna i'd like to live there if i was rich as like stupid rich i didn't have like a problem wasting my money living out there then i would but bro i'll be honest with you i lived out there for a long time it is not it's not what more it, expensive than it is out here you don't think Ex so real estate and real, gas prices yeah 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 that's it i feel you that's it I don't know. I just feel like you could stick out better in a different place because L.A., everyone's doing something. So, like, everyone's on that rat race of, like, trying to kill it. And it's hard to stand out there, I feel like, unless you're plugged and you know people. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, it's a lot of where a lot of dreams go to die. So, I just... That is you know. true, but you have actual real talent. And so, you well, know... That, you can, I like keeping L.A. as, like, a destination to go to and, like, look smart. forward to. I love L.A. You're so, I'm smart. like, fuck yeah, I get to go to L.A. This is my second time this mm -hmm. year. Let's go, like... Yeah, mm -hmm. that's why I like LA so much because I'm not spoiled of it yet. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're a smart ass dude. East Coast is where it's at. Um, you got an agent yet? I don't have an agent. I just have management. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just I have a, two managers technically, but they own a big company that they do cool shit with. So, mm -hmm. no agent yet though. Hopefully. Well, speaking of standing out, um, do you? How do you feel as like a white rapper? Do you ever even think about that? Is that ever even a thought in your head, or is it just like? Mm. I am who I am. And At this point, probably not. Maybe back in like 10 years ago or like five years ago even, I would think like that. But now there's just so fucking many mm -hmm. like white rappers, especially white rappers that are like killing it. So at this point, it's not even about color or race to me anymore. It used to be though. Felt like I had a better chance of making it, but now mm -hmm. it's, I don't know, saturated. Who's uh, influenced you? Man, in I grew up like... In the beginning and now. The beginning was Eminem all the way, like, 8 Mile. That movie, like, made me want to rap. Like, that was the movie that where I was like, fuck yeah, like, I'm going to rap. Um, and then, you know, Eminem killed it for a long time. I feel like he was one of the only white rappers for a long time that I can think of. Like, I don't think of Vanilla Ice as, like, a rapper rapper. And I didn't really listen to Vanilla Ice that much. But I'm talking, like, lyrical, lyrical, like, mm -hmm. cool, like, shit means something type rap. So Eminem, and then, like I said, 50 Cent in the beginning, but... He's not white. I can't think of <laughs> another white rapper that really influenced me besides, like, I really liked G-Eazy for a while, but then, you know, everyone kind of says he went mainstream and shit, which I don't see why you wouldn't if the money was right, you know? But, yeah. And then, like, Russ, Logic, like, all of them. Mm -hmm. A lot of inspo from them. Um, and there's a lot of underground dudes that I, I actually, that are, like, below me that I look up to, so it's cool. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of little, little places I pull inspiration from. Mm -hmm. So it's cool. Nice. So you said uh, Russ. I have a buddy named Russ. I don't think we're talking about the same dude. You mean the artist Russ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Russ, Russ. Mm -hmm. He's fire. And from Atlanta, too. So that's really cool. He did it all on his own, independent. Mm -hmm. Made it on Forbes list in like two years, I Damn. think. Yeah, it took him two years and he was on Forbes. All self-released, self-produced, kept 100% of everything. That's a thing, Smart now. man. It's it's tough to do, but you can you can actually do it. Mm -hmm. I like to see that. Um, yeah, man. Who are some of your favorite acts out here in in Atlanta? In Atlanta, like rap wise, both, both. everything. Um, one of my favorite producers, uh, Hero Bus, lives in Atlanta. And Mayhem, shout out Mayhem, the boy. Uh, yeah, he was on here. His, yeah, I have some songs with him. Yeah, I heard you. one. It was dope. That's the boy. You got a couple him. though. Yeah, we did. Uh, we have two out, and then we have one sitting in the vault right now. That I don't know what's gonna happen with that one. Sick, yeah, I like him. I had a really good time. He was the first podcast we ever did in here, and um, it was refreshing how open he is. A lot of people get in here, and you know, like I asked you, "Hey, is there anything you don't want to talk about, or anything you know?" And you're honest; you don't care, you don't give a fuck. A lot of people say that, uh, but then when that light turns on over there, they kind of like. They don't really talk about what's going on. Okay. But Anthony, everything. Anthony didn't give a fuck. That's the boy. So thank you, Anthony, for those nuggets that you dropped on us. That's real cool. I like he's I like that. He's the boy. I've he's definitely uh we've had some real ass conversations before about mm -hmm. shit and stuff. He's very, very open and a great person too. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of what it comes down to is like uh, having a day job too. A lot of people uh, come in here. We do two different versions of the podcast, the liquefied podcast, which is mainly like some of the artists that were uh, touring in, okay. uh, playing EDM shows, you know, um, 
the bigger artists, and then we have our local show, the Homegrown Podcast, uh, which is a lot of local guys. Some big, some small, doesn't matter. Everybody's always cool, um, but some people, uh, you know, when you got that day job, it like can help. It censors you, you know, because mm-hmm. like you want to, you know, want your boss knowing that you smoked the reefer and shit. You know? I, oh, I didn't even think about it like that. I haven't thought about worrying about that shit and ever. I don't right. Think. That's wild. It's so different here. Like, no, it's legal here, but it's not, you know, it's like weird. Yeah, it's like decriminalized, um, right? Yeah. In this county, I guess. No, I mean, no one gives a fuck. The only way you're going to get in trouble for it is if you're blowing bong rips in a cop's face. You yeah, know? yeah, like, of course. It's too big care. of a city. Yeah. They're not worried about that shit, I don't think. Not at all. They, they just did a vote recently uh, in the, like, House Committee to legalize it federally. That'd which, be insane. Which is cool. My, my best friend who had... Uh, was living with a few months ago. He actually owns a CBD dispensary, and they sell fuck like fire ass weed mm-hmm. in Atlanta. But it's all it's CBD, obviously. Um, but they already have uh, the request, and they've been accepted. If if it goes medical in Georgia, they'll be the first medical marijuana dispensary in Atlanta. So if that happens, they're gonna blow the fuck up. So much money is yeah. involved, dude. I'm sure people are ready. And Shout out to Coastal Green Wellness. Yeah, the boys. Write that shit down. Yo, uh, Chase, will you do me a solid and turn that fan on? Yeah, fucking drink your water. It's heating it up in here. Um, do you have you fucked with CBD? Do you have you used that at all? Yeah, CBD's cool. I I like it. Let's be honest about CBD right now because <laughs> I I feel like CBD is one of the most like. Listen, I'm all for CBD. I think it's great. I think it has practical benefits i think it has health benefits i think it's cool but i also think it's the most overhyped fucking thing in the history of all of america right now and everyone is like talking about it everyone's trying to sell it everyone's trying to make it you see it everywhere you hear it every day um personally i've like tried it for whatever there's not even like a clear thing that it's used for it's like if you look at what the benefits are it's like all this shit it's like so good and it's like i did i don't notice a difference Mm. on or off it like i do well for myself like health wise i take care of myself okay so i mean i'm like cool but do you notice like some benefits like if you're not taking it you need it to sleep better or whatever have when you took it was it like a constant thing or was it like you just dosed i just dosed okay so yeah cbd takes numerous times of dosing for it to build in your system then Mm. you start feeling it so you won't feel it if you just try it Mm. and do it again a week later you got to like regularly every day like use it and that's when you start noticing shit Mm. and i will advocate that uh my mom used to have like a lot of inflammation. She had like this weird ass blood disease and she was just refusing to take all these shitty pharmaceuticals that she was given. Uh, and like I put started giving her CBD and shit and um, noticeable difference. My dog works on my dog, keeps him calm when I leave. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For me, I don't use CBD on the reg, but when I did, like my friend started these CBD like pre-rolled hemp cigarettes and they were really cool. Mm-hmm. And I noticed after smoking a few, you could definitely feel like a light, like, I don't know, just like anxiety for you, just stress relief. Could have been a placebo. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I, I think it works personally. Cool. But you just got to build it up in your system before your body realizes mm-hmm. what it is. That's good to know. So. Yeah, I just think it's just a little, like, just overhyped right definitely. now. Definitely. Definitely mean. overhyped, but... If it wasn't if like if it wasn't my best friend's livelihood, I'd be like whatever. But he's like he's slinging. One of my best friends is also slinging it. Actually, two of my best friends, and I, it's awesome. But like, I feel you. You won't get it unless it's working for you. Totally. It. I mean, it's great, but it's like there's a lot of great things that aren't like all in your face all the time that too like, yeah fuck water water is amazing water like, you don't hear people like great. Fucking, we sell water here you know water is like definitely the shit <laughs> cheers man cheers speaking of your dog cheers, dude cheers. i know you got to get back to his ass so uh we'll wrap it up but i just wanted to um say fucking thanks and just, dude shout out to liquefied thanks yeah, for having me dude for sure you're and, the man killing it and there's just one thing that i'd like to say mm-hmm. is drink more water and respect women and dubstep (laughs) that's it fuck yeah and weed no more nothing else needs to be said so on that note um we're gonna we're gonna peace out and go smoke some cbd so big cbd vibe we'll see you guys bye guys peace
Hell yeah. See, I was like, man, I know he's gonna be easy to find. Yeah, dude, you didn't need to fucking do nothing, man. Uh, Hell yeah, man. I'm glad. That was the goal, right? I want a fucking thing like that. That's what I'm gonna do.